I always love that intro, but I'm not sure if I can live up to it. You know, it's pretty hot. What's going on, everybody? It's Jose Velasquez. This, of course, is the Jose Velasquez Show, and I am so excited to have you here with me today and really looking forward to talking to our guest. Our guest today is Misty Moreno. Um, she is a human resource business partner and author an Air Force veteran, a military spouse, although her husband's also a military spouse. Um, and we'll talk about that as well. And um, and and she is the, the author of a book called Get Your Sh Together. <laughs> and I'll let her introduce that in just a moment. But Misty, it is such a pleasure to have you here with us. Thank you for making time for us. Oh, thank you for asking. I, I feel blessed. I appreciate it. So Misty, talk to us a little bit about your transition. Uh, but before the before that, tell us a little bit more about what you did in the service. Um, and then of course, tell us about your transition as well. All right, so uh, Misty Marino and I am a human resources professional and I was a human resources professional in the military as well. I was in the Air Force for 20 years and five months. Wow. And um, yeah, so I served uh, stateside mostly and did a couple tours in Iraq and uh, ended up at Shaw Air Force Base for my last assignment, which is uh, pretty full circle because it was my first assignment and then retired. Um, and now I work at a tire manufacturing company, Continental in Sumter, as a human resources business partner. And so for all my military people, essentially I am a first sergeant, and, but I get to do it without wearing um, you know, a military uniform. Mm. That's pretty interesting. So tell us a little bit more about your transition itself. Did it go well? Did it not go well? I need to know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, so. That's scary. Um, well. <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah. So in, in August 2019, I made a rash decision, uh, which turned out to be the best rash decision of my life. Uh, but I decided that I was going to retire way earlier than my husband and I planned. Um, my husband is also in the military, and he was going to retire September 2020. And my goal was to go to the next rank. You know, I was a senior master sergeant, and I wanted to be a chief and stay in the Air Force as, as long as they would keep me. And then, honestly, one day, um, August 14th, 2019, to be exact, I just had the, the moment that I'm sure most people have where you just say, you know what, this is not fun anymore. I'm done. And uh, I walked out of the meeting and within five minutes, I had pushed the, the button to retire. Uh, didn't even talk to my husband and went to the car and just and called him and just said, hey, change of plans. We're both retiring. Let's go. And <laughs> and he was like, cool, you know, because he, he's been wanting us both to retire for a while. And uh, so, yeah, from that moment on, we did everything that the checklist tells you to do. So we signed up for TAP and I established a LinkedIn account and I connected and I call myself a LinkedIn success story because a connection connected me to somebody else who just ha happened to be a recruiter at Continental. And I got an informational interview and the rest is history. I've been here for almost one year exactly. Wow, so networking works. Oh, networking is the only thing that worked because I can tell you that I uh, before, I mean, obviously there's a huge story behind everything that happened, uh, but way before I was reached out to from the recruiter at Continental, 
I applied for probably about 150 jobs, not, not exaggerating, uh, via Indeed, via LinkedIn, normal resume, tailoring every single resume for every single job posting, and uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, the only times that I ever got a, an informational call were the times where a connection connected me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah so I, yeah, the I resume be means- deflating too, right? To have that many uh, interviews? Say again? I, I said, I, I know it can be deflating to have that many interviews and or, or send that many resumes and not get a lot of data back, a lot of interaction back. Yeah, I would say, so the first thing, yes, it, it was discouraging, but I also, I had expectation management and because I follow people like you and, you know, other people, I knew that that was probably going to happen. And I heard that networking was going to be the, you know, the way that I was going to get my foot in the door. So it was kind of cool to actually see it play out exactly the way that you hear that it's going to play out. So yes, it was discouraging, but with every time that I tailored my resume, my resume got better. Um, and every time I had an informational call, it was just another kind of notch in the belt. You know, um, you gotta you gotta practice really what you want to do. And and so I had a lot of practice, especially resume writing. And and now I'm blessed where, you know, in my current role, I can help other people with their resume. Mm. And so everything that I did always had a purpose and always served a purpose. And although I know that now going through it, you don't you don't really think about it. But yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that it worked. Um, and you know, sometimes uh, for our folks who are watching on LinkedIn or on YouTube or on Facebook, um, you're welcome to ask any questions that you'd like uh, for Misty. But you know, I love to hear that you know that the networking process works because sometimes you know you preach it and you're like, you know, I I believe it wholeheartedly. But you know, I can say it all day long. But success stories like you really drive it home because. You know, I can tell people a million times over that it works, uh, but when they can see it in practice and in person with someone like you, that's, you know, that's really rewarding um, and, and I think credible as well. So I appreciate that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your book. How in the heck did you end up writing a book? I love the title, by the way. Talk to us about it. Yeah. So you asked, you know, how how did my transition go? Well, I can tell you that I wrote a book on how to get your shit together. And so um, so the book is called Get Your Shit Together. And for people that maybe have followed me since before my transition, my actual retirement date, know that my transition wasn't very smooth. Um, but it so let me explain, you know, we and and you're a part of this network, but we talk a lot about the logistical transition, the the resume and, you know, make sure you get other life insurance or other dental insurance. You know, where are we going to live? Um, what job are we going to do? And we get all this training. Right. So it's all logistical training. Um, and that's the logistical portion of your transition. But really what smacked me in my face was how mentally ready I was not. I thought that I was. I thought that I did the work when I was in the military, um, but I wasn't. I wasn't ready for uh, walking into a conference room with no rank, you know, and feeling like I had no credibility and like I didn't matter. You know, I was a senior NCO for 10 years. So the Air Force made me feel like I was sort of a big deal. And immediately I realized, wow, I, I really, I don't, yeah, I guess I really wasn't that big of a deal. 
Um, and so I had a rough time mentally. Uh, I reached out to a counselor because the Air Force taught me that, right, to be resilient and know when to ask for help. And in order to really get my life together, I had to kind of define a couple of things such as what does success mean to me? What are my expectations of life after the military? And, and I went on and, and on and on kind of defining these like really pivotal questions, even as simple as, you know, what family members do I actually want to expand, you know, expend energy on? You know, my counselor walked me through a lot of stuff. And so I kind of feel like I know how to get my shit together now. So I figured I'd help people. And, and that is the premise of the book. And so it starts off with 30 days of journal prompts, but it's not normal journal prompts. It's de defining what success is. It's defining who's important in your life. And essentially, it's kind of figuring out what shit you should get together, mm -hmm. because I think that we spend a lot of time on a lot of things that actually don't matter. And so the first 30 days really walks you through, you know, even takes you through defining what kind of shit, you know, that we're talking about and and what together means and 30 days of journal prompts. And then the next 30 days is just some advice uh, based on my military transition, also based on being an HR professional and just dealing with lots of people mm -hmm. on just little ways every single day to essentially adjust fire, right? So we hear about that a lot in the military. And, you know, this military transition thing, especially for people that have probably stayed in the military more than I would say five years, it's going to be a lot tougher than you think. And it's going to take a long time. And so I did another 30 days of writing prompts. And then the end of the book is just a whole bunch of just quick facts, quick pieces of advice on essentially, you know, every single day, how to get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. David Reese says defining success in its path. I agree. Putting our mental crap together is not that simple. Um, it isn't. Absolutely I mean, not. And nobody preps us for it. I mean, you know, I, I think the the transition process does as much as you know the week mm -hmm. allows you to, but there is a huge transition. You know, being a service member, especially as you noted, longer than five, 10, 15 years. I think the longer you're in, the more I joke and say it, you know, you're more you're more institutionalized the longer. It's true. You're in. Yep. Uh, it's almost like a prisoner, you know, you you Hey, this is when I eat. This is when I come out of my cell. This is what I, clothes I'm going to wear. Um, this is what I've, I'm going to do today. Um, it's all spelled out for us. And and I I I mean that jokingly. In that, of course, we have choices in the military. And and you know, I wouldn't change my life for a second. And I'm I'm sure you wouldn't either. But no. um, but it definitely does take some adjustment to go into civilian life. Yeah, um, and and I would say, Dave, um, to to kind of. Uh, answer David's I don't know, question or statement, but um, there is a huge misconception that the only veterans that are going to have a tough time are the ones that have PTSD. Yeah. But no, that's actually not the case. There are a lot of other veterans out there that don't have PTSD that actually had a pretty smooth sailing career that still struggle when they when they transition, because the difference is, and I know that you've talked about this before and your counterparts do too, the military is a, it's a, it's, it's a lifestyle culture. When you go to work, it's a workplace culture. 
you know, and, and that's very different. We essentially, I know we joke, but it's actually not a joke. We're signing a dotted line to, to say that, um, one, we're kind of government property. I mean, I remember when I was a, a young airman, I got in trouble for having a sunburn because she called it damage to government property. And then who, who knew it was actually UCMJ offense. So you know what I mean? It's, I mean, you're signing a dotted line. You're, you're, you are a member of the government, you know, and you agree to die for your country if you're put into that situation. Um, I'm not agreeing to die for continental. Right. <laughs> uh, so it is very different. And also when you're like, when you're living kind of that lifestyle culture for 20 years, don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. And, and that's tough. That's tough yeah. to do. Yeah. No, and that's a great point. And actually, I'm going to pop up. This is a little bit of a longer question or comment, and and I uh, I'm going to pop it up. I know Frank. What's going on, Frank? How you doing, man? Uh, Hi, Frank. So, so this is an interesting question, and and fair enough. And please, uh, you know, please take it as as the question is uh, is written. You know, he talked about targeting your resume for what's uh, what interest in providing the best outcome. You know, he mentioned, since you said earlier, sending out 150 job applications seems like a lack of understanding of what you want to pursue unless someone is looking for a job, not necessarily a second career. That's that's a fair assessment in some respects, but I would say not everyone is necessarily looking for as grand a career as one had in the military. Sometimes it has to fit our lifestyle after the military as well. Um, so, yeah, and so, I would you know, say... A lack of understanding of what you pursue. Absolutely. I had a lack of understanding of what I wanted to pursue. I was still in the military, still trying to figure out what I actually wanted to do, still had these grand expectations of what I thought my life was going to be like. Uh, but mind you, I retired at the age of 42. Um, and yes, my husband and I do financially well, but not well enough to where I never have to bring in more money. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. I applied for 150 jobs because I absolutely had no idea what I wanted to do. Hence why I kind of needed to get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that was a great segue. That was a great segue. So let's talk about uh, what Pedro is asking. So he's saying, you know, he's transitioning out of the Navy in August 2022. Um, he loves your podcast. Uh, he says, you, you know, that you're uh, honest, honest and valuable. He appreciates that. Um, and that your words are encouraging and transparent. You keep it real. And I love that. Um, you know, just, you know, a great attaboy, girl for you. And um, Thanks, Pedro. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Lee also asks, um, it's not so much a transition as a transformation. And I think I picked up on that as you were talking. You know, the two worlds are very different makes hard to get your shit together. It's also off. I, I feel like a silly kid. It's a, it's, you know, it's also hard to uh, define what you want to do in your next life. And that is yeah. uh, that is important. You know, whenever I'm first interacting with somebody in, in my digital networking job, um, you know, I, I'll ask them the question that my mentor asked me first. What do you want to do? And it is a really hard question to answer if you're if you're honest with yourself. So um, some people just get it. Yeah. I, I did it. It took me a while. I would like to, so let me give you a different question to ask and, and I'll, you know, ask this to all the veterans. So I am one, I retired officially September, 2020, but let me go back. So I started my skill bridge in February of 2020 and mm -hmm. then COVID hit. So 
going through that that whole time doing VA, TAP, everything online, all that stuff. Um, so I've had a lot of time before I actually retired to really do this transition thing, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm a year into this job. And so I, I kind of do everything by years and we can, you know, we can get into that in just a second. But the question that I would um, ask other veterans is you have to really, what do you want your, your life after the military to look and feel like? And so let me give you an example. I had these expectations that I would literally be able to get up whenever I wanted to go to the gym and make it to work for like nine and then leave at 435 and never have to have a a cell phone or a laptop or do anything on the weekend. I'm not really sure where I thought I was going to work for the money that I really would like. Uh Um, But that was my expectation. Why no other mentor ever stopped me in my track to say, hey, that's probably not right. But I, yeah, I, in, in a year, I figured out that, wow, my life is actually not that much different. And it's, it's a little disappointing. So, and, and I'll just explain, like, you have to understand what do you want your life to look like and feel like? So, especially for senior NCOs and officers, you know, maybe past major where I I would actually say anybody really, but your, your military life is your life, right? It's your life. Um, You're not, you don't just serve, you know, eight to five or whatever shift it's, it's your entire life. And so you really need to ask yourself the question, like, what if I got another job, you know, after the military and it was exactly the same, except you just didn't wear a uniform and you didn't have to go to Iraq. Would you be okay with that? Because that's not the question that I asked myself. That's not what I thought. And I love, absolutely love my job. And if I were to ever leave Continental, it'd be just to go work for myself. It would never be for another company. But there are days when total transparency, I kind of sit right where I'm sitting right now. This is the private conference room that not everybody knows about. But I sit here and I just like lose it. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted to do after I retired. I didn't want to have stress dreams. I didn't want to grind my teeth all the time. I didn't want to, you know, can't leave until eight o'clock, you know, but I'm in HR and I'm in manufacturing. So I'm not really sure what I thought was going to happen. So that's the question I would ask. How do you want your life to look and feel like? How do you want it to look and feel like? And you, you probably have to do a list. Um, but I only discovered that a year later. And I think that this is, this is just part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. And I think one of our commenters earlier mentioned, you know, it really is, it is a trans, it's a transformation. It's a, it it doesn't just turn off the day that you leave the service and then the next day you're a different person. You're, You're still the same person. And as you noted, in many respects, there are a lot of similarities to life in the, in the um, military, other than your uniform, and maybe you know, like you said, you're not you're not on your way to get you know, put yourself in danger for yeah. your company necessarily. But there are a lot of things that are likely very similar. Um, what would you say to people who are um, somewhat invested in their job in the military, but have never thought of whether or not that job genuinely makes them happy? Does it matter? Um, you know, in, in their transition, did you think about that? And, and if so, what, fa- you know, how much of a factor was it? Yeah. So 
part of my transition was really to kind of define what happiness actually means to me. Um, I like to actually say that I'm a positive person versus a happy person because I believe that happy is fleeting um, and positivity is it's really just kind of your outlook. Um, I, you, again, you have to really look at what you're currently doing um, because, you know, I'm an HR professional at, at Continental. I'm for the most part kind of doing the same thing that I did in the Air Force and uh, people, I love people, like people are not a pain point for me. I truly am a people person. I love solving problems. I love kind of helping others figure it out. And, but I can tell you right now that if it, if it wasn't making me feel good, if I wasn't feeling 80% positive um, every day, then no, I would not want to do this because I think the difference is now I have a choice. You know, before I didn't really have a choice, but now I do. So if I'm not happy, if I'm not positive, then yeah, I can, I can, you know, say deuces and go on to the next thing. Uh, but you definitely have to evaluate what you want to do after the military. And the, and the guy that made a comment about 150 jobs, I, I know he kind of, maybe he was being a little negative, but actually that's a great, that, that was a great comment because I think you should, you know, really kind of have two things in mind. One, of course, like I don't, I don't, do not subscribe to the thinking that you should just get any job just to get in or whatever. I do not subscribe to that. Some people though are in a financial position, unfortunately, where they have to do that. But I also subscribe to, yeah, just go ahead and apply to, you know, to almost anything and everything that kind of fits your skills. You just never know what you would like, right? You've been doing something for a very long time. You have no idea if you would like something else. So why not try it? You know, and my personal recommendation would be to try it for a year. You know, I make decisions in year increments. So I said from the day that I started this job, I would not make any sort of decision if I was going to stay or not until a year has passed. A year has passed. And I was like, all right, on to another year because I didn't have any sort of definitive feeling. I was like, yep, still enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah, I can. There's a couple of there's a couple of things I'd like to tweak. You know, I'd, I'd like to not have to work on the weekends. But hey, you know, it is HR. It is manufacturing and it's COVID. So there's a lot of factors. Uh, but yeah, I think you just kind of have to try to figure out what your passions are and what you want to do. And then who knows the job that you get right after the military, it, it may, you know, fulfill those, but it probably won't. And it, at least you're on LinkedIn and you're connecting and, and you'll get some more interviews. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I, I, I joke about, you know, saying kind of try it before you buy it on LinkedIn, but you know, in some respects, you, you know, there is some things, there are, excuse me, some things you can glean from your interactions and your network on LinkedIn. And some of those are just following particular industries and people who are notable in those industries and learning more about what they do and really kind of watching their interactions. You know, are they talking about something that interests you? And I'll share this with people a lot of times who have absolutely no idea what they want to do. They just know they don't want to do what they did in the military. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's a great step. You know, at least, you know, what one thing you don't want to do, and that's that thing you did in the military. Um, And so, you know, I'll invite them to look at different industries, but I really love the idea of, you know, being open to new jobs, you know, taking it, giving it enough time um, and then and then figuring it out. You know, it, it may very well not be right for you. You know, there's a statistic that says a significant number of veterans 
will transition within that first 12 to 24 months. Um, and, mm -hmm. and some of that just comes in, you know, life is weird, different. I'm not sure, you know, it's not what I expected. Um, but I don't know that that's a bad thing necessarily. I no. Finding their way, right? Yeah. And, and who, who says we have to stay at our next company for 20 years? Yeah. You know, and, and if you do, cool. If you don't, then I know that there, you know, people throw shade out on people that leave. But hey, I'm 43 years old and I have choices now. I can yes. make choices. Now, yes, I chose to enlist and re-enlist. And yes, I, I get that. But once you get to a certain point, it would be stupid to kind of throw your career away. Uh, you know, because I, I love my retirement every month. Um, but hey, I, I'm, I'm going to make choices. And now I get to make choices for my husband, for my son and for myself. And so I don't make choices really for anyone else. So, you know, yes, I have a direct report. So yes, I, I care about her. Um, but I'm going to live this life the way that I want to live. Maybe the way that I didn't live for 20 years or, you know, I have some regrets about the way that I lived in the last 20 years. So now I'm going to make up for it. And I have that opportunity. So every day that God blesses me to get up, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. And I, you know, I know that there's some people out there on LinkedIn that send me messages and say, oh, that's the wrong message to send to veterans. Well, the beauty is, is you have a choice too, and you can unfollow. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. So I'm glad you opened up the, uh, you know, the family avenue, because I think that family is so important as you transition, whether you're, you're uh, married or, and, and have a significant other, mm -hmm. whether you have children or that family is in the form of friends or close family that, you know, that are around you. Um, you know, in your case, your husband and your child, um, tell us a little bit more about that dynamic, because I know there's a really interesting story behind that. Yeah. So we had our son uh, 14 years ago. And I remember when he was born, my husband said, hey, just so you know, when we retire from the military, I don't want to work. And I was like, OK, whatever. It was like, <sighs> I mean, it was like 14 years ago. <laughs> uh, but no, he was serious. So we. Uh, and I love it because my once my son was born, you know, that's when I fell more in love with my husband. And I got to see um, what he really, truly, you know, is passionate about. And my husband was also in the military as well. He was also a senior NCO. And we were polar opposite senior NCOs. I was all gun ho. This is your life. And, you know, just the um, yeah, that's the kind of senior NCO I was. And he was like, no, I, I'm going to do my job and no, I'm not going to volunteer to go do that, you know, but the Air Force needed both of us. Um, but we just so happened to be married to each other. <laughs> um, so for 14 years, we planned to keep him home. And so he supported me on getting my my bachelor's degree and getting all my certifications. And he hooked me up, meaning like he gave me all the time that I needed in order to put my attention to that. Um, and, and he kind of took a back burner as far as his skills and his education, because he knew, um, that, that I was going to be the one to get the job and, and he was okay with that. So now, you know, we've both been retired since September, 2020 and he stays home. He's the stay at home husband and dad, and he's the happiest that he's been literally in 20 years. I can see it on his face. I can, I mean, my husband sleeps now cause he was a shift worker for years you know, he's getting his health problems under control and the relationship that they both have. I mean, my son has flourished as a human being, you know, just because he has someone home now. He's not a latchkey kid anymore. And um, yeah, it's a blessing to watch. 
And it makes me feel good that, you know, and it also drives me to come to work and do the best that I can because now I have two people counting on me to, you know, bring in the paycheck so we can live the life that we live. Um, and I, I, I just feel very blessed that my husband has no, no problem with being home. He doesn't have a pride issue. He has no ego whatsoever. He just roots me on. He's my biggest fan. So that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And uh, his name's Johnny, right? Johnny. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> I, I hope you're watching, <laughs> but you know, uh, thank you for what you what you've done for our service, our our military, our nation, and um, and thanks for supporting your spouse as well. Um, so li listen, I I absolutely love you know the direction that you've taken. Um, and, and I know that you inspire a lot of people and it, uh, your, your humility, you know, we, as we were talking prior to getting on, you were almost just like, I, I, I don't know, you know, what I'm doing or why I somehow inspire people, but I'm glad I do. And, you know, it's, it's just um, maybe it's your humility and the fact that you are so open to helping others and, and so open to listening to others advice around you um, and sharing that and consolidating it. Obviously, you've done so in your book. Any thoughts on maybe uh, another book after this, or is that it for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I I feel so creatively inspired thanks to the team that I work with and and what I get to do every day at Continental, especially my boss. This is the first time that I've ever worked for a female that has been a hundred percent encouraging. And I mean, there's no competition between us, and we're the same age and kind of the same career path. Um, and I'm just blessed every day that I get to come to work and help people. And I just, I, I don't know, it just inspires creativity and, and post and more books. Um, and I actually do have a, a little project on the way with Vets to PM. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, mm -hmm. uh, but I know that a lot of our audience probably has. And so I'm writing an HR curriculum for a certification prep course for them. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel... I really feel like Misty again. And, and I know that there might be some people that take this the wrong way, but I became senior master sergeant Marino for a lot of years. And there was definitely, there was a difference between senior master Sergeant Marino and Misty. And I'm just so glad to be back to Misty. I don't have a problem with, um, I, I'm very sarcastic by nature and I love to curse and I think I'm pretty funny at times and I just feel 100% like me again. And that was my fault. I, I allowed the military to make me someone different. Uh, but every day I wake up and, and just to let you know, um, I really don't know if I'm inspiring people. I, sometimes I'm pissing people off and, and sometimes I, I still get calls to this day from people that want me to talk them off the ledge. And I don't do that alone. You know, I'm, um, you know, my faith is what drives me and my husband supports me and my son and I don't live for myself. I'm not I'm not here to to just do for myself. So my God has entrusted me with some talents and and I wake up every day and I try to execute those talents. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So listen, um, I don't want to keep you any longer, but I do want to okay. ask you for your, um, you know, your any tips tricks, any ideas you might have, final thoughts on the transition process and, you know, whether it's, you know, what people should focus on a little bit more or, you know, anything very practical, uh, any ideas that you might have that'll help someone through the transition process? Yeah. So lots of advice, but um, the, 
the first thing I, I always tell people is, hey, just, just so you know, it's supposed to feel like this. It's, this is normal. Um, you're you're going to feel like you have no idea what you're doing. And I would actually question the fact if you felt like you had it all together. Um, so just know that I wrote this book so you can repeat it because um, I'm a hot mess every day. And so I feel like I have to get my shit together every day. And so the first thing is, is that everything that you're feeling, the overwhelming feeling, the, the, the fact that sometimes you can't catch your breath when you're trying to figure out where you're going to live or what you're going to do with your kids or, you know, dental insurance. Like who knew dental insurance was going to be so freaking stressful? Um, not me. I didn't know, you know. So the first thing I'd like to say is that it's supposed to feel like this. Embrace it. Just embrace it. You're resilient enough. You got it. And the good thing is, is that you have a whole bunch of us veterans on LinkedIn that want to help you fight another battle. So cry in the bathroom, cry in the car, throw your temper tantrum. It, it's supposed to happen. I, I would rather you do it now than when, you know, when you are kind of at your wits end and, and maybe you're contemplating whether or not you should still be on this great earth. So have the meltdown. You're supposed to have it. It's okay. So that's the first thing I really want to stress to people. You're, it's supposed to feel like this. You're not supposed to know what you're, what you're doing. You just did something else for 20 some odd years or what, however long you stayed. The second thing I would really encourage you to do is the sooner the better as far as trying to figure out what you really like to do, what you want to do, how you want to spend your time after the military. And so for me, I knew that that was going to be something in HR um, something in training development, something in teaching. Um, and so here I am, you know, so try to figure that out first and also get the education. I know that there's some shade being thrown on, on degrees and stuff, but let me tell you, being in recruiting, you're not getting in unless you have a degree. And I'm not saying that that's correct. I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that at all, but companies are behind. And so if, if you can, go and get your degree. Get a degree in something, one that you really like, that you enjoy. Also something that can that really carries like an umbrella of things, like I business administration. So every job posting that you see, business administration is accepted. Um, and the other thing I would encourage you to do is, um, I would tell you that the first thing that I figured out was, where am I going to live? Where do I want to live? And I'll tell you what really opened up some doors. The second that my husband and I just decided that we would go anywhere, meaning we, we weren't going to be tied to anywhere. That's kind of when the floodgates started opening because now you have so many options. Right. And the other thing I would figure out, um, you know, what is your bare minimum salary that you have to make to pay the bills? Because a lot of us senior NCOs and a lot of the people that you know, retire as an officer or whatever, um, you have this expectation of a salary. And, and that means that you're going to probably end up in a job where you're stressed again, or where you can't take care of yourself or where your family takes the back burner again. So figure out your bare minimum salary. And, and maybe you take an HR generalist job, or maybe you, you, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to get into a leadership position just yet and just try this transition thing out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my advice. I, that really worked for me. Once I took location off the table and defined what my bare minimum salary was, it kind of took the pressure off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my three pieces of advice. Definitely 
kind of figure out what you want to do, get the education. Certifications are great, absolutely great, but I'll tell you this right now, a little HR trick. Certifications are really only beneficial for when you get the job because the magic happens in the recert. When you have to recertify, you get all those continuing education units, you get to, you know, learn more about, you know, the certification on your on your resume. It doesn't it, I don't know. I can just tell you that we don't look at them. Yeah. Now, that's not saying we don't consider them after the fact. They're, you know, you have basic requirements and you have preferred, and most of the time they're a preferred requirement. Yeah. Um, so focus on your degree and then kind of figure out where you want to live and, you know, um, figure out your bare minimum salary. And just remember that it's all supposed to be like this. It's supposed to feel like this. You're not alone. Um, you were never alone in the military. Uh, so don't act like you're alone now. Yeah. We're all here to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially for folks that are, you know, on the left side of transition, you know, I really encourage you to, you know, go back if you didn't watch this whole video um, and, and listen to Misty's, uh, you know, recommendations and her wisdom, because I think it'll really help you. Um, and, and really, Misty, you're the first person to provide us on this show with some of that insight, especially from an HR perspective. Um, and I, I guess I haven't had that many HR people on, and I need to get better at that. Um, I, I instinctively go for PAO people because I was a PAO, so I know a bunch of them. Um, but we're not HR people, and so we're really good about talking, but we're not great about you know understanding the the inner workings of companies. And I love yeah. those extra tips that you gave us because I think those are the kinds of tips that will help people get in the front door and hopefully become successful wherever they land. So. And hopefully no one gets upset or, or no one says, oh, that's not true. I'm just only speaking from what I see every day in my company and also my HR community, you know, part of the, the SHRM community here in South Carolina. And, and just there's so, so many, uh, so many agency out, agencies out there preaching certifications and they're great. I have three of them, uh, but they're unfortunately our hiring system is behind and Degrees matter, especially when you, you know, when you're applying for the, the, the bigger, you know, I don't know, bigger jobs or whatever. Yeah. So it's just something to consider. And I'm always available, you know, via a message or whatever. Um, but I only speak from my experience. So I just want everyone to know that. And I think there's a, a huge market out there where everyone, every veteran wants to share their information and just know that not every veteran is you, right? We all have our different um, journeys and stuff like that. You know, there's a, a couple really, really uh, popular veterans out there. You actually work with one that I actually just don't agree with, you know, so I don't follow them. <laughs> um, if, if you don't follow me, then it's okay. If you don't agree with me, it's okay not to follow me. There's so many of us out there, um, but I'm always standing by and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to answer questions. And I, I just talked to a veteran today and I helped him with his resume. And those are things where I know that the good Lord, you know, puts puts in my day to make me feel fulfilled. So I'm willing to look at resumes and, and help you. Um, but just know that you're not alone. I'm here to help. I appreciate that, Misty. Um, and I am going to post in the comments section right now. If I can make it happen. There it is. Um, where people can get your book. So it it's, uh, sh should be in a, an easy LinkedIn form, although it's a really long link, uh, but it's on Amazon. <laughs> um, so, you know, I really encourage everyone. Um, it didn't happen, but I, I'll I'll go back in and post it in just a moment. But no you problem. can search Amazon, right, for the book? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can, I mean, I post every day on LinkedIn. I, I feel like that's my, my gift and that's what God is telling me to do to help. And so you could probably get some tips and tools there. And it's, it's truly just to, to help everyone. Um, I know someone, does someone else ask a question, Jose? Um, I think, uh, let's see. Or was it answered? I think, uh, yeah, it was already answered. I mean, someone was talking about practice being important, um, you know, being intentional about getting your education, really focusing on that. So I think you, you answered in your last question. Um, yeah. And if and, I can just yeah, leave ahead. us with, with one last thing, um, you know, you have to remember like, so I was in the military for 20 years, right? So when I was an airman basic, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, and even when I first became a leader, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I, we started over every, like every new milestone. Mm -hmm. Transitioning is no different. So I'm in my first year at my job. I'm kind of still like an airman basic airman, right? And so it's just remember that, that you're starting over. You really are. Even if you, even if I went to an HR director position, I'd still be starting over. Civilian world is different. So embrace starting over. It's supposed to feel like this. Lean on your veteran community. And remember, you every day you get to wake up, you get to redo what you couldn't do before. You know, so this is a great opportunity to kind of live the life that you want to live. And if you just want to go be a Walmart greeter, if they even exist anymore, then you know what? Rock your yellow vests and go do that. So no one's expecting you to do anything that you don't want to do. You served your country you get to choose how you want to live the rest of your life now. Take that choice and, and you know, you can still make a difference picking up trash, greeting people, whatever. And most veterans, that's their struggle, right? They want to make a big difference. They want to have a purpose. Hey, you have a purpose every single day that you get to wake up. You get to develop better people into better human beings so we can rock this great earth that we get to live on. And so you don't need a huge salary or a huge position to do that. All you need is a kind heart, a giving soul and, you know, just really a, a will to show up every single day. So you got this. It's supposed to feel like this. Lean on us if you need some help. Man, I love it. Thank you so much, Misty. Um, I, I was, you know, really inspired by what you just said. And, and it's so meaningful because you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, honest work, good work um, and, and do, making a difference is is so significantly important. And and for many of us, you know, who've served in uniform, um, it is, you know, a foundation of who we are. And so, you know, money is important, uh, but yep. money is not everything. And so, you know, for those people who want to continue to serve in whatever capacity, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm still not sure if, if Walmart Greeter is right for me, but it's still in the books for me. That's for sure. Amen. Me too. Uh, I would buy my own little stickers, a little smiley. Stickers. I would rock that job. <laughs> so listen, uh, thanks again. If anyone wants to uh, connect with Misty, She's on LinkedIn. Um, and again, you can buy her book on Amazon. It's called Get Your Shit Together. And I finally said it because I'm, I'm a silly boy who is somehow afraid to say the word <laughs> shit. Uh, okay. So listen, thanks again, Misty. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time um, and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. Take care. All right. Listen, we'll be back next week. As always, you can find me online. I am always here for you as a resource. And I know Misty is as well. And we will talk next week with another inspiring veteran.